All right, church. We've been talking uh, through Luke and we're out of Luke for a little bit. We're kicking into this small group series and I am both, man, the, the God of the hills and the valleys, y'all know that song? God of the hills and valleys. I, I feel it, man. I feel like I'm watching it every day. I'm watching God do amazing things. I'm watching people get to come back to church with their, you know, two, three-week-old babies and grandbabies. I'm, I'm seeing small group numbers go through the roof. I'm looking out at 10 or 20 of you that literally want to and or will be in small groups. I'm feeling the connections, but I'm also watching mommy struggle. I'm watching kids struggle. I'm seeing teenagers struggle. I'm seeing workers struggle and I'm, I'm in this, this ebb and flow of the goodness and the, and the burden and guess what? It's that stretching. It's what Max Lucado calls on the anvil that is going on in our church. But here's what he says. He says, the old and rusted and broken tools, they're on the ground on the left-hand side. And the, the beautiful, shiny, sharpened tools, they're hanging on the wall ready for the master to use. But it's the tools that are on the anvil taking the swings from the master, being forged in the fire by the master. It is a painful process, but it is preparing us for what he wants us to do and be. We're on the anvil as a church right now. And it's beautiful because the master is making us. But I need you to understand something. On the on the hearts of the staff is, is this idea of growth. So this week and next week and the week after that are going to be challenges about growth. And I need you, I need you to hear all of them with a mirror in front of your face. I need you to find yourself in the same spot, I believe. Now, I'm going to admit that the scripture doesn't say what I'm about to tell you. But I think if you follow me to this place in the scripture, you'll see what I'm talking about. Do you remember when the prodigal son, the one that ran away, uh, thought he knew it all and thought he had it all and life was good and he took the bull by the horns and he had money and he had authority and he ran away and he ended up in the pigsty, right? And he ended up there and I just, I hear Phil Collins playing in the background. I wish it would rain down, down on me. I just think he's, he's sad and his teardrops are coming. I told you it wasn't in the scripture. His teardrops are falling. And I think as he's in this pigsty, if you've ever been on a farm where horses and pigs move, the hooves dig down deep into the mud. And then when it dries up, they're, they're literally like holes, like, like the size of this cup, right? Sometimes bigger. And I think that he's sitting in the sadness of it all, and he's looking down, and those puddles begin to fill up. And he sees his reflection. But in his genes, in his DNA, he also sees the image of whom? His father. For the next few weeks, I need you. I need you to use your imagination. I need you to use your soul. I need you to use your mind's eye. And I need you to ask these questions. Who am I? Where am I? Am I, and then plug in whatever passage I just read. Are we, and then plug in whatever passage I just read. Is my small group, and plug in the passage I just read. Is my church, are you with me? It needs, this has to be a completely introspective and retrospective at the same time set of messages. Does everybody get, are you tracking with me? Nod if you understand. This is the word of God showing us who we are, whatever that looks like. 
and it's okay. Listen, God loves you. Whatever you see, God loves. But just like you always hear from me, I will love you right where you are. I will not leave you there. Okay? Today, growth begins with the seed, with the planting, right? All right? There are two sets of scriptures that I want to work through very simply, but very challengingly this morning. We are going to be in Matthew chapter 13, all right, to start with. Matthew chapter 13. Then we're going to jump to John chapter 12. It will all be up here. That same day Jesus went out of the house, sat by the lake, and the large crowds gathered around him, and he got into the boat. And while all the people stood on the shore, he told them many things in parables. But in this one, he said a farmer went out to sow his seed. What better place to talk about growth than to talk about farming, all right? As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. The birds came and ate it up. Some fell in rocky places. There was not much soil. It came up quickly, but because the soil was shallow, when the sun came out, the plants were scorched and they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. And still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, 30 times beyond what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Let's stop. This is not difficult to understand on the surface, right? Farmer, seed. Okay? Some fell on the sidewalk. Okay? Some fell on the sidewalk. Birdies, gone. Never comes up. Never, never becomes anything gone, okay? Doesn't work like when your mommy told you if you ate the watermelon seeds, what would happen? Doesn't work like that, all right? No corn stalks growing inside a buzzard right now. Not happening, okay? Gone. Number two, all right? Some fell on shallow, rocky, okay? So there's lots of rocks and a little bit of soil. So uh, life finds a way, right? So the seed springs up. All right, but there's no place for its roots to reach out. There's nothing for it to hold on to. There's nothing for it to draw nourishment from. And so the sun is just stronger and it withers away. The third one, all right, is, is the thorns, all right? So there is good soil, there are plants growing and it springs up and everything's looking good till another plant has more power, another plant has more authority, another plant takes its sun, takes its nutrients, and it springs, it flowers, but eventually it dies. And then there is good soil. Here's the thing about good soil. It doesn't simply say that with the good soil, the plant lives. And that's where we always go, okay? But it is massively better than that. When there's good soil and the plant grows, you get 30, 60, 100 times more. So we go nothing negative, nothing, nothing negative, nothing, nothing negative, nothing, multiplied by hundreds. It's not like it's lose, 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 win. It's way bigger than that. Now, in our lives, what does this mean? As we preach, as we teach, as we challenge, as we become community, as we have, let's, okay, as we have bitter moments, 
as we have moments where we go, I'm not sure that that person should talk to me like that. As we go, I'm not sure that person has the authority to speak into me like that. As we go, I don't like what she said. As we go, oh no, you didn't. In the middle of our small groups, this is going to happen. If you think it's not going to happen, you are mistaken. Your, your brain seed fell on the sidewalk and the birdie came and scooped it up. Okay? You don't come to church and then all of a sudden, oh, it's perfect people. They know exactly how to speak to me, exactly how to call me, exactly when not to push my buttons. This is Jesus. No. Now, look at, full of joy. I really am. Ask my, my, my wife. My morning started rough. It has been a rough three or four days. If I told you my last 72 hours, you'd be like, how are you standing here? But this, this morning I was like, I'm going to get a little bit of sleep, right? I'm going to sleep just a little bit. Seven o'clock, I sit up, sit up in my bed and I'm like, oh my goodness. And Jamie's in there working out. She goes, what? I told Cy I'd make spaghetti sauce for 40 people. I don't even have the ingredients. Ten after seven, I had no hamburger, no tomatoes. I was not, no, y'all know me. Everybody in this room is like, go buy yourself 10 cans of ragu. No, this brother can't. This brother chopped six onions, cooked two pounds of Italian sausage and three pounds of hamburger meat, got some fresh tomatoes out the fridge, got some Roma with, and at 8.40, I was here with three gallons of sauce ready to go feeling good got a little pep in my step because I was like got it didn't let her down that's that's important to me and I wasn't gonna ragu it that's cheating that's in like first tack at three seven do not use jarred sauce half the moms in the room are like Oh, it is a good thing that one of these was decaf. All right. And some of you don't believe that. Let's talk about what that means for us now. See, here's the thing. Sometimes Jesus explains it for you. My job is just to put it into not King James, okay, to make it land. But it's here, so I'm not going to try to twist it and fix it. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away. So if I preach and you're like, then we're not doing our job right, okay? Here's what, we, here's what we got, okay? First seed to go out, first seed to go out is on the ground, okay? Listen to me. Never gets in. There are people in this room, you ready? You're here because your spouse asked you to. You're here because your boyfriend or girlfriend asked you to. You're here because your parent asked you to, all right? And you did not, you did not, you did not come in here to hear anything. You came in here because you're a part of this, because there are days when I can be halfway entertaining. You never know quite what I'm going to say, what movie line or what song line is going to break out, and you're just looking for that, and you'll endure it because you know I'm going to be done right about 25 or 30 after no matter when we start. You are the sidewalk. Love you, but you're the sidewalk. 
you don't, you don't get to say, well, I think, no, you're the sidewalk. It never gets in. It never gets in. Okay, easy. The seed that falls on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and receives it with joy. And I'm here. I like this. It's good. I understand this. It's good. I, it was kind of fun and I learned. This is good. But since they have no root, it lasts only a short time. No, no, no. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep coming. I'm going to keep coming on Sunday morning. I'm going to keep coming on Sunday morning. And, and, and that's great. You know what you're doing? You're diving headfirst into the baby pool. That's good, isn't it? People be like, I'm going swimming. <laughs> well, it was water. It was blue. I thought, well, sometimes you don't need to think. That's what I'm here for. All right? Some of you are like, this is harsh. No, it's not. Jesus is saying these things. I'm just relating them. You're like, I, I'm all about this. And you're splashing around in the baby pool. Okay? Because you're not willing to go deep. It requires something of you. It requires an extra hour of your time. It requires an extra drive into Nicholasville. It requires an extra drive to someone's home. It requires you to put a can of green beans on the stove and bring it to the Baptist buffet. So you're the rocks, okay? The seed falling among the thorns refers to, okay, refers to those who hear the word, listen, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, the mysteries of power, the, the overwhelmingness of the schedule, the massive amount of, 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 of strength and energy it takes to deal with people, traffic, the line at Walmart, the line to check in your children, all of these things. This is where 60, 70, 80% of the people of faith are. I'm in. I'm strong. I feel good. Okay? And I'm really trying. But you just can't get past that thing you know you shouldn't do, but your body asks you to do and your mind wants you to do. So you seep back in and everything's okay till that thing has control of you. That root reaches around you and you're like, I still see the sun. That root reaches around. I still have water. That root wraps you like a boa constrictor. Those thorns begin to pierce you and you are trapped and you are caught and there is nothing that you can do. The anxiety is too much for me today. My depression is overwhelming today. My schedule is overwhelming overpowering me today. People, I can't people today. Adulting, adulting is not working today. This is us, right? I, Craig, you've been here for nine years. It's all in. We love you, but you know what? My habits, my hobbies, my schedule, my, my, my medically diagnosed is more powerful. Here's my question. More powerful than whom? I am not going any further. That's my question. More powerful than whom? I think if Sheldon were here, he might say who, who, whom. I don't know. But it's one of them. Me too. But the seed falling on the good soil. But the seed falling on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. 
Now, I want to take a partial responsibility for this. No problem. I know, I know it's on you. You're the soil. But I'm going to take some responsibility, not the part where you chose me. That's, all, that's your fault, okay? But uh, I will take some responsibility if I communicate and you don't get it. So when I say, are you tracking, and you sit there and stare at me, all you have to say is no, and I'll retract. Not retract, that's different. I will take some part of your understanding it. I want to be able to clarify all things for you. And if I don't know, if you've ever been in my office and I didn't know, I will look it up for you. I will find it. We will get an answer, me, you, and the Holy Spirit together. Okay? But if you hear it, and if you understand it, and if you let it take root, it will begin to grow around you. And we're, listen, we're seeing it. COVID may not be gone, but it's gone from your mind. You haven't thought about it. It really, it's not affecting your life, your job anymore, all right? Now, we might be letting political concerns. We might be letting financial concerns. We might be letting economic concerns. We might be letting border concerns. We might be letting red and blue concerns be the thorns in our life. Weigh us down, we're reading the wrong people. Jamie and I had to have a conversation about that the other day. Yes, get facts. Yes, read both sides. No, none of them are scripture. And that is what remains. Beautiful man comes to my house the other night. It's over. It's over. Man, that's a, sorry, that's a sucky way to live. Is there a better word? I mean, that's a horrible way to live. I, I choose not to. My Jesus is bigger than all that. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I have been in this shell since I was born. Everything's bigger than me. And there's not of one of you who goes home and thinks, Craig's scared of a ton of things. I am not. All I need is a sling and a stone, baby. And the giants, and everything's a giant from down here, will fall. Okay? The soil are you good soil? You want to find out? I got about eight minutes. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you the test. It's another seed story. You want to know if the magnification and the glorification of God is going on in your life, then we need to use the same analogy from the scripture. We know that good soil is happening when what happens? 30, 60, 100 fold. Not when we feel good, but when our good makes our children good. When our children's good makes our neighbor's children's good. When our, when our roommate's good makes the people next door to our room in the dorm good, all right? When all of those things begin to happen, and it may take a week, a month, a year, all right? Who knows? But when people start like yesterday, man, we've sent two groups of people down to Eastern Kentucky, but, but our children's pastor's husband, Steve, and John, and John's son, and Chris took off because they saw another need. And now three more people who didn't get to go have gone and poured out. That's awesome. That increases. We're going to be making an impact all over the city when 10 small groups choose their mission and go and do. Come on. We, so we know 
when we grow and it's not about the numbers, it's about what you see around you. So when there is multiplication, you are growing and if you're in good soil, then you are multiplying. So how does that come about? Right here. And you know I'm telling the truth because the verse starts with, I tell you the truth. Just, just throwing that out there. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and I will wait. Thank you, mommy. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and it remains only a single seed. Next four words, huge in my life, huge in my ministry. But if it dies, but if it dies, it produces many seeds. Time and time and time and time and time again in front of teenagers. I have told a stupid little story about a stupid little seed and I have sat here and I have done voices back and forth in a conversation between me and the seed about the seed saying hello and me saying hello back and the seed saying how are you and me saying I'm fine and me saying I'm gonna put the seed in the bowl and the seed saying I'm not going in the bowl and me saying but you're supposed to go in the bowl and the seed saying but I'm not going in the bowl. Well, you're gonna be a pretty flower. I don't wanna be a pretty flower. I like it the way I am. I'm small and round and shiny and I like me the way I am but there's so much more inside of you but I like you the way that I am and on and on and on and people start laughing and they start enjoying this story until all of a sudden they realize they're the seed idiots do you think that God is not going uh, is not up in heaven looking down on us like some kind of spiritual Urkel did I do that I think God looks at me sometimes like that he apologizes Jesus apologizes to his dad I'm sorry. <laughs> He's probably doing it now. Do you ever, anybody? Am I the only loser like that? I mean, don't you think sometimes God's looking at you going, oh, oh. Yeah. Hey, okay. thank you, Johnny. We can go play together today. We can be friends. Nope, none of y'all. All right. But if it dies, but if it dies, okay? When the, when the church, God's children, got to the edge of the promised land, God had taken them through so many things, it's literally uncountable. It's chapter upon chapter and book upon book of things that happen. They get to the promised land. Ready, ready? One of the Urkel moments. It's called the promised land. Let me translate for you. It's the land God promised them. God made a promise that they would have the land. They get to the land after the, the, the quail, after the water, after the manna, after the snakes. God saves them, gets them there, and God says, go in. And they become Baptists. Let's vote. All in favor of going in, say aye. Two guys, aye. All opposed, 10 people. There's some really, really, really big people in there with swords and shields and stuff. Let's stay out here in the place God didn't promise. Let's wander around in the desert eating diet bread forever. <laughs> Sounds like such a good idea.
Can I do that? They wander around for 40 more years. Do you know why? Do you have any idea why? So God could kill off the voters. 100%. That was it. That's 40 years is one generation. He waited exactly long enough for the next group to be in charge. And they said, huh. When they came back, they had grapes and honey and water. That sounds a whole lot better than communion crackers. What's wrong? If you're not willing to die, you will never really live. If you're not willing to die, you will never really live. You want to know if you're there? Is what you want more important or what he wants more important? You want to know if you're there? Is the scripture more important or is everything else more important? You want to know if you're there? Is, is, is your time in church the most valuable thing or what's in your wallet the most valuable thing? I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to name a bunch of stuff. You know full well if God is falling on sporting soil or fishing soil or material soil or uh, uh, the need for pride soil or anxiety soil. You know, you know, you know what the seed's falling on. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. I'm ready to see a full house. I got my work boots on. I got people running beside me. You want to live? You want to really live? You got to die. Let's pray. God, I don't question you. I just know it's weird to stand up here and say, do you want to grow? Die. But I know it's right. I know that multiplication comes from have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. I know that multiplication comes from may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart please you. I, I know that multiplication comes from not pleasing man, but pleasing God. I know that multiplication comes from preaching sermons from the word and not from my desires. I know that multiplication comes from growing husbands and growing wives. So I'm praying that these men get in men's ministry. I'm praying that these couples get in small groups. I'm praying that these children get in KOM. I'm praying that these teenagers get to the well. And I'm praying that we spread so much seed, that we teach so much gospel, that we stay so into the word that nothing can happen but multiplication. Nothing can happen but growth. And when there is growth, there is fruit. God, bring the fruit. In Jesus' name, amen.